0: Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my purpose girls. So, if you're anything like me, the last year, no, the last four years, maybe even beyond that, have been disheartening. We've seen so much. In the news, seeing people storm our capital here in the United States, seeing so much wealth and still hungry children everywhere, seeing kids kept in cages here in the United States and other places, seeing people murdered, our black and brown sisters and brothers murdered, There has been so much. And if you're anything like me and so many people I know, you're sitting there going, what can I do about it? Is there any role I can play? And my guest today is going to help us answer that question. A few years ago, I put out the call to my community that I was going to take women on a retreat in Greece. And I didn't know who was going to show up. But frankly, Josh and I wanted to go to Greece. I'm like, great, let's lead a retreat, awesome. And a woman who I had never met showed up and within five minutes, okay, maybe not that, but y'all know I like to exaggerate a little bit, but nearly immediately I looked at this woman and I said, will you please run for president of the United States? There's just something about her that was so in alignment, so full of integrity such a clear leader with such wisdom to offer. And of course she laughed and she'll still laugh, but this woman is our guest today. And though she's not president of the United States yet, or maybe ever, she is fulfilling her mission now. She and I have been working together first in the Goddess on Purpose course and then in my Goddess on Fire Mastermind She and I have been working together to bring her mission of leveling up the human species to life. Yes, she's that bold to say she is here to level up the human species, and we're going to talk about that. Through her personal and leadership coaching, her leadership development, and her writing, Colleen Osborne serves others in their quest for personal discovery, growth, and having a meaningful impact on the world She's the owner of Osborne Associates Consulting, a business which is devoted to helping humans and purpose-driven organizations achieve their full potential. She's a catalyst for growth, for evolution, and change in individual, organizational, and societal levels. She is leveling up the human species. She deeply believes in hope and views hope as an active endeavor. Her blog, Alive with Hope, is so, so, so good. And her daily newsletter, The Good News and Good Do, spreads hopeful messages and teaching all of us, encouraging all of us how to change the world one tiny action at a time. She is also a coach where she works with people on overcoming imposter syndrome so that you too can get your purpose out in the world. She has 30 years of professional experience spanning human resources, training, development, leadership development, coaching, mediation, and so much more. Colleen also enjoys meditation, Qigong. She's taught me and our Goddess on Fire group, Qigong, time with her husband, Hugh, and building community in Wheat Ridge, Colorado, where she lives and where she also started a tiny pantry for people to be able to eat as they deserve. Colleen, I freaking adore you. Welcome to the Purpose Girl podcast.
1: Hi, Karen. It is so wonderful to be here with you today.
0: Mm. So I know we joke, about you being president of the United States. But what I saw in you and what I felt from you was that passion for justice, for each and every human being treated equally and having equal opportunity. And now that I've gotten to be with you for the last year and got us on purpose and got us on fire, and this clarity around leveling up. Tell us what leveling up the human species means
1: yeah well it's um, it's about continuing our evolution um, but it's it's not so much the the physical evolution at this point it's um, it's our consciousness it's how we look at and think about the world around us um, Most of my life I've lived probably like a lot of people. Uh, like knowing there were problems in the world and on some level caring about them, knowing there are starving children around the world, sadly knowing there's genocide happening, you know, like there's some heavy things going on in our world. And this leveling up idea is it's it's going beyond knowing and caring that these things are happening. It's finding a way to engage not just living each day of our lives as our lives, but having this broader awareness of these bigger challenges. And in some way, every day, trying to reach beyond our little circle in our lives to touch somebody, you know, outside of that little circle in our lives.
0: Mm. It can feel so overwhelming. Yeah. Right? Like, like you said, there's so much. And I listed a few at the beginning of the show. And those are just really a few things happening here in the United States. And and just that is overwhelming. And then you think about what's happening. And, it, you know, sometimes my brain is like, all right, I just need a bag of chips and go watch TV because it's too overwhelming, right? And I love your approach because you're all about taking one teeny tiny action.
1: Yeah, absolutely. These things, if if we think, if we let ourselves think about all of them, and in their full magnitude, it is paralyzing. It's absolutely overwhelming. And so, in my newsletter, the good news and good do's really encourage people to try to think small and start local. You know, so a little over a year ago, um, my husband and I started this little free food pantry. And, um, I had seen an idea like this actually at a church a few miles from my house and I'd seen it a few years before and I wanted to do it then because I cared. I cared that there was hunger, you know, even in my neighborhood. But two years ago, I stopped myself. That like critical Mm. voice spoke up and said, like, who do you think you are? You're not. a." So the one I had seen was at a church and uh, they called it a blessing box. And, you know, the the critical voice was like, well, you're not a church. What are people going to say if you put up a food pantry in your front yard? Well, it took the pandemic, you know, Mm -hmm. and all of these just incredible reports of people suffering and people losing their jobs and, you know, families not having enough food to eat. And finally, literally one day, we took a a folding table that we had in our basement and we took food out of our own pantry. And I took a cardboard box and I wrote, you know, little free pantry on it with a marker. And that was the start of our little free pantry. So like, there's always something to be
0: done. Right, and isn't that amazing? It it sounds like your your brain was getting in the way and making it this huge thing, right? As if you had to like build Noah's Ark, you know, you had to (laughs) build a huge structure. And I love that you took a cardboard box and a marker, which we all have, and you just wrote Little Food Pantry. Yep. And then you just put a few boxes or cans of food and that was it.
1: And what has stunned me about that was like in, initially it was my, it, it came from this place of me needing to do something mm. to help others. And I really had no idea how it was going to inspire the generosity of others Mm. everybody like really almost all of us want to be generous we want to help and so you know early on some days at the end of the day there was more food on that table at the end of the day than there was at the beginning Mm. some days we found money Mm. dollar bills and coins and you know things stuffed in our little box that wasn't intended (laughs) to take people's money um after we set up my husband actually built with plans from an organization called littlefreepantry.org. He actually built a physical structure oh, he did. that is our pantry. And after that it had been up for a little while, one day, and I put some cards in there with our address, mostly for people to be able to find it again. Mm. Um, but one day somebody sent me a check in the mail. And it was made out to Little Free Pantry. and I couldn't cash it because it wasn't made out to me. But anyway, like that was a long story. And I almost returned the check to the woman because I couldn't cash it. Mm. I thought this is somebody that $20 is a check for $20. It matters. That amount of money mattered in their world. So I didn't want to just not cash the check. But I thought better of it. Some smart people helped me figure that out. And I wrote This was in Spanish. This check was written in Spanish. I wrote a letter back to this person in Spanish and explained that I couldn't cash it. And you know what was stunning was she wrote back and she sent a $40 check. So like all along the way, I just keep being stunned by people's need and desire to help and be generous.
0: That is such a beautiful story. And it's real. And... You're right. We each do want to be generous. And like you said, we, we don't know how. And maybe we have these ideas and they just, we think, who am I to do that? Or I'll look silly or no one's going to really want that. You know, I'm not the church. I'm not God, whatever it might be. Right. And your example just shows that we just kind of have to just do it. Right. You know, I'm a big fan of just saying, do the damn thing. And we just have to do it and do it imperfectly and just give something a try, and then look what's happened. You're creating opportunity, Colleen, for other people to do the action that they wanted to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's been amazing.
0: Yeah. You know, it's really how we change the world, right? It's like one of us at a time.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, honestly, what I'm learning is like we up-level each other. When Mm. one of us is bold and takes the action, It creates the space and like the permission for other people to then step into their desire to be generous to be brave
0: yes yes it's the ripple effect of purpose truly the ripple effect of that brave action and it's inspiration right I mean inspiration the word literally comes from the root to breathe into it's like you're breathing life into almost like a a glass blower where you're breathing life into and that's what one action can do i told you recently that i saw your newsletter come in and i didn't even open it but the headline was about the landfill and it just made me in that moment that day reminder to recycle everything Mm. right and i think What you've helped me see and me do is to take the small action, even if I can't solve all of genocide and I can't solve all of child hunger and I can't, each little action counts. Each little action counts. Yeah,
1: yeah. I wrote, so this hasn't run yet on the good news and the good dues, but I wrote a piece that, that'll go next week about the concept of agency. And I've heard you mm. talk, Karen, about agency. And, you know, it's the idea that our actions have impact. They have impact for ourselves and our own lives. They have impact beyond us. And, you know, that's what I'm trying to get people to to grasp and like to take hold of and not let go of is this idea that if if each of us believes that our tiny actions have impact and each of us tries little things in our own world like we can change the world
0: mm-hmm. but it,
1: it's that choice to see that we have agency versus believing that we can't have any impact right and you know there's a few quotes um that i wrote in that piece about agency you know one is um So Wayne Gretzky said, you always miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Mm -hmm. So like if we never try, we never accomplish it. The other quote was Henry Ford that said, if you think you can't do a thing or you think you can do a thing, either way, you're right. Mm. So So it's believing that we can have impact. And then doing the little tiny thing closest to us, the smallest thing we can do. And what I found too is that by doing the little, littlest, tiniest thing close to us, for me anyway, like it's enabled bigger action and bigger action and bigger action.
0: Mm, mm. Say more about that.
1: I've not always been this person, right, that went beyond caring inside to taking action on the outside. And it was like strangely very hard for me to step into action I can't tell you like how many years of I don't know sort of conditioning I had to shed to put that little free pantry up and you know so doing that you know and then having a a form like putting a formal installation with concrete in the ground of a little free pantry (laughs) it's like taking a a stake in the ground and saying, I'm gonna do
0: this and then, I am you know, doing this.
1: I am it's, doing this. It's I am,
0: right? It's this is done. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then I started because I felt like I wasn't reaching enough people fast enough. We started carrying food and water in our car and I started approaching people who were on the side of the road, you know, panhandling or even people who appear to be homeless that aren't panhandling. Mm. But I've I've made friends with people, Mm. you know, and and now I'm serving on a countywide task force uh, that's trying to address homelessness like a little step. I don't know like a little a little bit made me think okay I can do more yeah I can like do it, more I can like do more like it gave
0: you that it gave you that confidence it gave you that agency it gave you that you know uh, reinforcement right it's it's almost like we just have to unblock like the first thing <laughs> and then we do it and we see oh okay I can do something oh I am making a little impact okay now I can do more you mentioned though the shedding right and mm-hmm. you and I have talked a lot about imposter syndrome and you were like who am i to up level society like (laughs) who who am i to up level all of the human species and i think if you share that journey with people it'd be so inspiring because we all have that thought who am i to right whatever your thing is out there if your thing is working with kids that they feel confident or your thing is creating gluten-free baked goods for your community like whatever your thing is right we all have that voice that says who am i to do that
1: yeah and that voice and i've been doing some some training some classes around dealing with this inner critic and this imposter syndrome you know that voice has some kind of positive intention for us Mm. and it's hard to know that you (laughs) know it's trying to keep us safe um And small is safe. Mm. Um, And and you and I have had conversations about this. And, you know, for me to step into this idea of talking about leveling up the human species, you know, I had to get to a place of holding it with a lot more lightness. Like, Mm. who am I? To talk about leveling up the human species, well, I'm the schmuck who's willing to do it. And actually, there are a lot of people, you know, who in their own way, they're not using that language, but they're working on it. They're, they're doing it in their own way. But, you know, so who am I? Well, I'm somebody who really cares. Mm. Who am I? I'm somebody who's willing to read articles about genocide and hunger and blah, 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 you know i'm I'm somebody who cares and is willing to give it a shot. And yeah. if my action, if me speaking out is makes it safe or okay for anybody else to then walk that path with me, I'm willing to like tread that new territory.
0: Yes. yes. Thank you for being willing to tread that territory. I remember that moment in our coaching session. This is when you were in the Goddess on Fire program, which is the mastermind that I do, that I don't even usually um, advertise or promote. It just kind of works out that the right group of women come together. And I remember we were in our coaching session and there was this, there's this heaviness. How am I gonna solve world hunger, right? And I remember that shift as we felt into this part of you that wanted to keep you small and safe. Can we bring levity to it? Can we bring that lightness to it? (laughs) That was when you said, you know, I'm the schmuck who's willing to do it, you know. And yeah, it was like, yeah, let's have some lightness around our purpose and not make it this, yes, it's important work, obviously. And if we see it as this huge thing, it becomes heavy and pressure. And then I think then there's a tendency to not take any action.
1: Yeah. And, you know, part of, I guess, the decision to step into that was, It's about being willing to be seen and potentially look foolish. Mm. You know, somebody could read the good news and the good news and go, really, like, who is this woman to think she can write about leveling up the human species? Well, yeah, you know, I guess part of it is the being willing to be seen and look foolish. And part of it is trying to walk that road myself I can't level anybody else up really what I can do is share the journey that I'm on Mm. you know and so Mm -hmm. my good news and good do's I like I I don't know I have a piece that'll run this Friday about the relationships that I've formed with these couple of um, unsheltered or homeless people in my community you know, I can't tell you really to go make friends with homeless people, but I can share what I've learned and what my experiences have been. So, really, like, who am I? I'm walking this path of trying to up level myself.
0: Mm. And I'm writing
1: about it and sharing it, willing to look stupid and foolish and willing to make mistakes. You know, because I care, because Mm. there's so many problems that need us. They need us. They need us to come together. They need us to look beyond our daily lives and find tiny ways to start making a difference.
0: Oh my God is yes. Do you all see why I wanted her to be president of the United States or really any country that she chose to? (laughs) (laughs) Do you all see like, you, you inspire me so much Colleen. You know, I've told you before that for me, you are a mirror to my highest integrity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's a compliment, right? Like y- you really put the mirror in front of me of let me look inside and where are the places that I want to take action and the things that I see are wrong and how I can contribute. And that's amazing. You know, y- I've heard you say the world changes when we change.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what, like the last year has been this incredible year of discovery for me. And I I really, I've come to believe that these huge problems, they're not insolvable. They just require us to show up. Mm -hmm. So when we each really look at our lives and look for these little ways to have impact, a little free pantry, you know, composting, so we're putting less in the landfills, Looking a homeless person in the eye, mm. instead of shunning them and looking away, mm. those actions have impact, and and these big problems just take a lot of us making little steps. So, you know the the big, the big world changes when each of us make those tiny little steps in our lives.
0: Mm. It's so true, and is hitting my heart in such a like deep way. You know, I'm thinking about a webinar I actually did last night where some women were saying, what is my part to do, right? Is it the pantry? Is it some action around immigration? Is it some action around racial justice? And you've written in your blog about everyone having a labor of love project. Is that how each person comes to know what is their piece to do?
1: Yeah. And so labor of love isn't a, co- a term that I coined. I, I borrowed that from an organization that I adore called Service Space. Um, you know, they, they talk about the idea that in in the world, each of us can have a project, a labor of love, something we do, not because it's a paying job, not because it's, it's going to like make us rich we do it because it like, it comes directly out of our hearts. It is our way to contribute, to make a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I, I don't know it in my head, but I know it in my heart that the world will change when each of us commit in some tiny, but regular way Mm -hmm. to acting on these, you know, like humanistic impulses that we all have. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. The world changes when when we each say, you know what, I'm going to make space in my life for one thing that I do that makes a difference.
0: Mm. Just one. Yeah. And you said something important there that I kind of want to put a picture frame around. Tiny but regular.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, doing something once, great. Doing it on an ongoing and sustained basis, that's where it can have impact. So, you know, recycling once, good. Recycling, you know, every day at home better and even thinking about going beyond that. Like, I don't know if you've read about this in my Good News and Good Dues, but like there's stores that sell you all kinds of household products where you bring your own containers so you're not buying the, you know, plastic every single time. So doing that on a regular basis,
0: like that adds up. Mm. It has impact. Colleen, this is what I freaking love about you because... It's like in my head I'm thinking, okay, I can go, let's say, and work in a shelter or food you know, pantry once. But I'm thinking regular, how am I going to find time for regular? And you just took that down to the most basic easy regular thing I can do. I need detergent, so I may as well go find the bulk detergent. Yeah. That's what I freaking love about you is making these purposeful actions so doable
1: yeah and you know if if your thing is is hunger could you organize like monthly a collection in your neighborhood of canned goods and take those to a food pantry in your neighborhood or in your area like you know that's that's not hard honestly and your neighbors would be grateful for Mm -hmm. the opportunity if you if you created the opportunity they would feel great about contributing
0: you are so right you are sorry, I'm just thinking about how our neighbor's house burnt down about maybe three, four years ago and we all wanted to do something. What do I do? <laughs> you know, And the only thing I could think to do was put flyers all around saying, come donate whatever you have for them. Here are the size of their kids, right? Here's the size of the parents. Like they need everything. And we had neighbors coming by all day long, every day for about a week. I mean, we had to turn turn not turn people away but like at some point please take this extra stuff you know down and donate elsewhere and you're right people do want to contribute they maybe just don't know that one place and by creating it and this is where i think you are so helpful is giving people the ideas like that because i don't know why but my brain hadn't thought of that right and so you giving the ideas is so helpful because i think a lot of people don't know Okay, what is what is something that I can do? You know, when people are thinking about what to do, Colleen, you wrote a blog post about righteous anger. Mm. That was so powerful. And I'm wondering if you'll share a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, so I going to tell you a little bit of a funny story uh, that sort of leads into this. So um, leading up to the election in, in the fall of 2020, um and all the things that were going on in the US, right? I mean, you know, people families did not have enough food to eat. And I'm I hate to go partisan, but I'm I'm going to. Um, I was super concerned, you know, and I was doing my bit, right? I had my free food pantry. I I was feeding the people I could feed. Um, and yet I felt super strongly that on a national level, um, we needed to be doing something to address this problem. So there was a senator in Colorado who was up for re-election, and uh, the man was, was, like, impervious to influence, and honestly, it felt like to compassion. And I called that man Five days a week. I'm not kidding. Some days, some weeks, it was seven days a week. And I didn't leave just one message. Some days it was three or it was seven messages. There were so many things I was upset about. And what I discovered during that time I mean, this was like almost maybe six months of calling virtually every day. I would get angry. Mm. I was so angry Mm. that there were these conditions of suffering in this country that leaders, And I'm almost wanting to use air quotes around the word leaders because Mm -hmm, this man was mm -hmm. not leading. Uh, They were failing to address. And I, for a woman who meditates every single day, I could not understand how within an hour of meditating, I was no kidding on the phone, yelling, leaving Mm -hmm. a message for this person. And a lot of people thought I was crazy and I was torturing myself doing this because it wasn't having impact. But the whole thing had impact for me, and I learned that it's okay to be angry about these conditions of inequality. It yes. is absolutely right to be angry about these things, and the, the thing I learned in tandem with that was in being angry, we also need to stay in relationship with the people we're angry at. There's a really mm. dangerous force at work in this country of othering, Of casting our fellow citizens as dangerous because they don't look like us or they don't think like us. And so I realized that like anger when held with love for a fellow human is powerful beyond measure. Mm. Anger combined with fear or hate is destructive and it will tear us apart. So holding anger with love is like one of the tenets that i learned. And I'm telling you those months of calling this guy, they were painful, mm-hmm. but that was a super important lesson for me to learn.
0: Wow. How do we do that? Because I found myself so angry, so angry. And I, I, I can feel it in my body right now. It's coming up. Like I'm <laughs> so angry that, some of the lies are still being told and still being passed down and against people's interest, right? People are hungry, people are out of jobs. And so I could, I could still get very angry right now. <laughs> How do we hold anger with love?
1: It's hard. You know, this is like part of the el- evolution thing. I feel like we are being called on to find almost a godlike love. For our fellow citizens, love without regard for people's bad behavior. Mm. It's loving them back into the fold. It's loving them. And, and like, I, I'm trying to find empathy for people who are acting badly. And I'm not going to lie, it's hard. But if we believe, whatever your concept of a higher power is, I choose to only believe in a higher power that is about love. Mm. And so that higher power, I believe, loves us regardless of what we do. And there's a lot going on on this earth today that is evidence of humans behaving badly. Mm. But that higher power in my concept loves us anyway. And they see that we are capable of more. Mm. And we as humans, and it it is, it's taking a step in our evolution to say, I see you, I see you hurting, I see you behaving badly, I see you hurting others, and I know you're capable of more. And Mm. I am going to stay in relationship with you, and we together are going to do better.
0: Mm. But Mm. this is hard. Mm -hmm. This is hard, and that's how we do it. And I'm, I know that this is why you need to meditate every day for an hour <laughs> and you need Qigong and you need all these practices that allow you to stay full because of this, right? Because that's, that's a lot to hold. And it's so much easier, right? You talk about leveling up human species. Part of our human species is like can get lazy or get greedy or get right. And it's like, no, you and I took an anti-racist course together. And you talked about having dialogue with people who feel differently than you do or who maybe are ignorant. And that's a beautiful, powerful thing to do.
1: It is. And I don't want to put myself out there as the example of doing it and doing it well. Like these are things that and I'm, I'm working up to it, honestly, holding conversations. I've done it a little bit in, in ways that felt safe. Um, but having conversations with people with a radically different worldview um, and trying not to sit in a place of judgment, but be curious. Mm. Like, I, I honestly believe we can solve these problems. The, and the only way we can do it is by listening with each other.
0: Okay, now do you all see why I wanted her to run for president of the United States? Like, come on. (laughs) Because you're so humble, Colleen, that you... (laughs) Um, So in your journey that I've witnessed, right, from Greece, where you were still in your other full-time work, until now, where this is, you're clearing your purpose and you're moving forward, as we talked about, that overcoming the imposter syndrome was a piece that you needed to do and probably need to do on a frequent basis. I know I do. <laughs> yeah. It still, it comes yeah. up. It's not like you you solve it once and then it goes away. And I know that this is something that you're teaching now as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, um, you know, inner critic and imposter syndrome, I realized that that like dealing with that, working through that. And you're right, you don't do it once and be done with it. But it's having a, a process, a way to deal with that as it keeps coming up. Like that's been incredibly important for me on, on this journey. So yeah, you know, I realized that I had some insights around it. I sort of have a framework um, that at least organizes my thinking about it. So I'm teaching that, you know, it's part of what I'm coaching with people. Yeah, I, I feel like each of us working through those issues, because I, I really believe every human has that to a degree. And if we don't, there's probably something that's not normal in that person's like makeup, you know? And, and so I'm not saying nobody nobody doesn't have it, double negative, but but I think <laughs> all almost all of us do. Of us, so, yeah. But to unleash the power of human potential, we need to work through this, so it's mm-hmm. super important that that we each find a way to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we can bring our best. The world needs our best, and the world needs it now.
0: Mm. That is so true. Right. We we need to get over our imposter syndrome. We need to realize that we are not imposters. I was working with a client yesterday who started with the "Who am I to do this?" and so. I said, okay, well, let's look into who are you to do this? Like, let's just answer the question. And I said, and what else? And what else? And we came up with a list of at least 20 reasons why she is the right person to do this. One of her things was, I'm too old. And then how do we, okay, what is true about you being your exact age? And we went through all the wisdom of her life experience. Right, and so it's like, who are you to do this? You are you to do this. And I love that you teach people in your coaching and in your work to shift that. So Colleen, we've talked about so much and, you know, something that I'm so inspired by you is that you do seem to stay grounded through doing all this really hard work.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. How do we do that? How do we stay centered and grounded through when we have imposter syndrome, when we want to change the world and it seems like our actions aren't enough when we have that anger even if it's anger and love how do we stay grounded and centered through it all
1: Mm. well personally i think having some regular again you hear regular regular practices that that we do so for me meditation is how i start every single day and it it makes me better in ways that I don't even necessarily consciously know. Mm. Um, but but some things I do know about meditation, you know, it helps us stop, we, like notice our thoughts and interrupt them. And I think that's part of tapping into our power is stopping the real of thoughts that run in our head that sometimes we're not even aware of. We have to gain awareness of it and then say, wait, oh, there's that critical voice. Oh, you know, she's talking. Um, she isn't necessarily speaking truth. So it's that, um, so some kind of regular practice, yours might not be meditation, uh, but some kind of mindfulness, prayer. Um, so it's connecting to, um, I guess the quietness inside of us. And then, you know, for me, one thing that it has been incredibly important over the last year is Purposefully going after good news, inspiring mm. news, stories of humans being brave and courageous. Um, so an organization I mentioned before, Service Space, they have a website called Karuna Virus. Karuna mm. is a Sanskrit word for compassion. Mm. And they created this website, you know, early in the pandemic with this tagline of Karuna spreads faster than Corona. So it's all these Mm. stories of people being, you know, compassionate and courageous. And anyway, the website helped me from the time I saw it. And then I started volunteering Mm. with them. And every day I read two good news stories and I write this couple sentence summary of it. And it's been transformational, this impact of staying every day connected to good news. Mm. Like I need it. Actually, on Sunday, I got in to do my little volunteer gig. There were no stories to summarize. And it was like,
0: whoa. No, <laughs> I need my stories. I need, my good, stories. <laughs> I
1: need yeah. my good
0: news. And this is what you're offering to people with the good news and the good do's.
1: Yeah. So the the idea with the good news and the good do's is uh, good news is not uh, in the religious context, but it's literally I'm linking to some of these little story summaries from the coronavirus site. These stories overwhelm me. They bring tears to my eyes, and they help me know that I can. Mm. So, you know it's the good news that helps us know we see that humans are doing good in the world. And if other people can do it, we can do it. And then the good news is where I try to create little bite-sized tiny actions. And honestly, I'm learning, It's a lot of reflection. We can't just go out and do, 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 but it's about our way of being in the world. Mm. So the good news and the good do's helps us like connect to the goodness that's there, look at ourselves and do that personal work, you know, the on the inside work, and then we can go out and be the change. Mm,
0: mm, 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 mm. It's so good. So I know people listening are gonna wanna know, how do I get the good news and good do's? How do I support your work? What can I do? Can I take a training in imposter syndrome? All of the above. How do I take tiny action? Where do we send them?
1: Yeah. So in your show notes, Karen, there will be a link for uh, the good news and the good dues. It's through a platform called Substack. You can sign up and and receive those. Uh, and it's a five-day-a-week email. Um, I am offering another imposter syndrome and inner critic class, um, but I I will be offering that regularly. Amazing. Uh, people can email me. I'll go ahead and
0: Karen we'll put that in the show notes too. There we
1: go. People can okay. email. And my blog is called Alive with Hope. It's www.alivewithhope.com. Mm. So, yeah, we need hope in this world and then we need action.
0: Do we ever? Do we ever? Do we ever? Colleen, I always learn so much with and from you. Thank you so much. I also am curious if you would share, just if anyone's curious, what did all the goddess work do for you to get you here?
1: Ah uh, yeah, boy, that's a, that's a, a big question. Um, it was a lot about creating a space where it was safe to like think out loud mm. and envision, like try on this bigger role. And it was this supportive community that, you know, at the moments when I would have shrunk back down, the community stopped me from Mm. shrinking and they held space for this bigger bigger role and bigger person that I could be
0: I love you love you love you Colleen thank Mm. you
1: I love you too Karen and I just I want you to hear I wouldn't be here without you I would not have arrived at this point in my life without you
0: Mm. Mm. so honored sister thank you for letting me in in partially guiding and supporting you in that because your work is so important, Colleen. Talk about being a goddess on purpose. I mean, I have chills. You you are the epitome. You the the embodiment. And I thank you for that. I thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for that. Especially because I think I know in my head before I got started with all of this, I used to think I've got to I have Oprah vision, right? It's got to be like huge. And that's why I say you're a mirror for me of remembering that every tiny action matters. So, Colleen, you know, with all my guests, I like to do this thing called a Purpose Power Play Round. And it's when I ask very random questions <laughs> that have nothing to do with anything. Um, and just whatever's the first answer that comes to your mind is the correct answer. Are you down? Okay, let's do it. Okay. First one, easy one. How about a book that everyone should read?
1: mm Um, you know, I just finished a book. I'm going to struggle to come up with a name. It's uh, by Rachel Naomi Remen. She's a doctor and honestly a philosopher. And it's like stories, kitchen table wisdom stories that heal. Mm. She's a beautiful soul doing beautiful stuff in the world.
0: Oh, that sounds beautiful. That sounds beautiful. Tell us the uh, five year vision.
1: Mhm holy moly you know i i don't even know if i have a 5 year vision but if i made it up right now um I don't know, Karen, I might actually be figuring out how to unearth the landfills. Remember, we talked about this. I had this crazy idea. I love you so much. To empty the (laughs) landfills and figure out how we really dispose of the waste. So maybe in five years, I'll be doing that.
0: Yes! Do you all see, is anyone else joining me in the Colleen Osborne for President campaign 2024 or maybe 2028, depending on what Biden does? I mean, come on. So good. Yes, 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 yes. What did you want to be when you were a little girl?
1: Oh, that's funny. So I just wanted to be like a mom and a wife, a homemaker. Oh,
0: interesting. Well, that the essence of that is love. Yeah. And you are love in this world, that's for sure.
1: I'm trying to be.
0: I feel like we're all your kids, like you're mothering every person that you're feeding Mm. and mothering and obviously befriending all the beautiful humans you know that are unsheltered I love that you said that or homeless yeah yeah all right last question what's one thing that you want every woman listening to know
1: Mm. well so Karen this is sort of your message and I guess it doesn't hurt to reinforce it Each of us has something that the world needs, you know, and there is no other moment than right now. I feel like, you know, we're sort of on on the edge of either solving these problems, coming together to be on the path to solve these problems, or things really sadly going a different direction. So we're Mm -hmm. at choice. This is the moment to bring absolutely everything together you have to the game to this world there's no other moment but now
0: a woman sister there is no other moment but now this is the moment that we were waiting for this is the moment we were born for Colleen you speak to my soul Mm -hmm. you level up my humanity you remind me of what is possible and you empower me to take action. And I know that you have done the same for every single person listening to this. Mm -hmm. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being on the Purpose Girl podcast. I freaking love you. (laughs) Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Who would have known from swimming in our pool at our villa in Greece until now that this is where we would be? Who would have known?
1: No idea. (laughs) I had no clue. Love it.
0: (laughs) And to all of you out there, thank you for listening to this episode of The Purpose Girl Podcast. We hope that you loved it and you are as inspired as I am in this moment. If so, then just pause for 60 seconds, go over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, leave your five-star review. One sentence literally takes no time and helps women all over the world find The Purpose Girl Podcast. Of course, share this episode with every woman you know. And if you're not getting The Purpose Girl Newsletter, immediately go to PurposeGirl.com, sign up. You start getting tips and tricks to live your purpose, live your happiest life, to be fully alive and be that goddess right now, immediately. And with that, my love, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.